Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome, everybody, to the NXT Rundown. Oh, what the, what, what the fuck are you doing here? Oh, I, I'm, I'm wearing a, I'm wearing Ginger's face on my face. I, I, did you, you're, you're able to tell it's me? Did I just fucking drop acid? Are we like three years ago on the NXT show? What the fuck's going on? Uh, well, you know, we I got so excited about hot sauce and, and <laughs> horse cock in the morning that I thought, hey, let's do it again. <laughs> hot sauce and horse cock in the evening. Yeah. Ginger is on assignment, uh, relocating to uh, another branch of Rundown Studios here. So I am stepping in. He's pulling the Bella Twins and moving. That's right. Yeah. I wonder who's moving next door to him. <laughs> Has, does he move every year too? Maybe I don't know. I, I you know you've known him longer than I have, right. so that's true. Okay. So, sir, how are you doing today? I am good, I guess. Uh, nothing overly dramatic happening. No, uh, no rants this week, as far as I can remember. So, gonna, uh-huh. we might have a couple rants as we talk about some news items and and the show, but as, as of now, no rants to report. So, well, right on. Yeah, it's uh, business as usual for me. It's been uh, busy, but otherwise a quiet week. So I, I'm I'm fine with that after some of the hellfire that I've been through lately. So yeah. yeah. Uh, so I guess yeah, um, the wife gets her vaccine tomorrow for the oh. first shot tomorrow. So we're we're excited about that. I am at least. I don't know about her, but yeah, well, I'm sure she's not excited to get it, but she'll be excited when she's got it. Yeah. <laughs> so. I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait till I can get it. It's like I'd really like to be able to like just go around and feel comfortable again. Now, see that—that's the only thing is like, um, I feel like even if I I I get it, I would still wear a mask just well, because I I don't want people to think that I'm an anti-masker. <laughs> well, that, there is that, but they also encourage you to even after you get it to wear the mask because yeah. they, they haven't had enough time to test to see if you can still carry and spread it, even if it doesn't affect right. you. So, yeah. Yeah. But I, I mean, I see obviously uh, quite a few people who, um, after they have gotten COVID and gotten over it, 
have then just decided to j- ditch the mash mask, and it's like you don't know that you might still be able to transmit that to people. Well, it's interesting that you mention that Fred, because that segues <laughs> us nicely into the news. Because this oh, week, no. <laughs> After I was last... we weren't going to have to talk about this. <laughs> I just want to make you pissed off, so we're going to talk about it. Um, after last week's episode of his Talk is Jericho podcast, where he had on a flat earth guy who basically told you COVID is a conspiracy and it doesn't actually exist, and Jericho mm-hmm. sat there and went, oh, that's interesting. I mean, you get some, I, I mean, I don't know, but it's an interesting point, like Jericho always does, uh, yeah. not really taking a stand on anything. He did have a podcast this week with Dr. Alex Patel discussing the reality and the medical aspect of COVID-19. When Jericho dropped this bombshell, quote, I haven't really told you told you this, but I tested positive in maybe September and I had zero symptoms. I'm one of the ones that you said, you know, I had my 10 days in isolation and stayed away from everybody and I didn't have a symptom. I don't even know. I didn't even know that I had it. I went and got a test just in general. And it was like one of those ones that said you're positive i was like really you're serious and i had nothing like i don't have a headache i don't have a cough which i guess is just a lucky thing but then on top of that alex and you'll know this once i did have it and it wasn't a false positive because i took three i took three different tests and they were all positive but now i have the antibodies uh no he doesn't (laughs) By all accounts, they say that after three months, you don't have the antibodies anymore. Mm. And if my math is correct, let's see, it's uh, January. He says he got it in September. No, 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 no. He said he got it back in maybe September. Right. Back in maybe September, which everyone latched onto and was like, and we're like, oh yeah, there's there's a perfect time period in there that he he would have been able. It's like. Well, it's interesting that you segued there, because today on the Wrestling Observer Radio, Dave Meltzer and Brian Alvarez were falling all over themselves to defend AEW and Chris Jericho and not ask any of the questions that anybody actually had regarding this. Meltzer started off by saying Nick Jackson had it longer than Jericho, but it was the same start time and the same time that Lance Archer had it as well. Pretty much the same time. Yeah, it was September 12th-ish, 11th-ish, something in that range. It was coming off TVs that weekend, though. Interesting. Just perfect how he knew exactly. It was It was right after TV, so the other episodes that he was on, he couldn't have possibly been contagious during those because, right. you know, it just worked out perfectly like that. Uh, Alvarez says, yes, he appeared on four shows during the month, but it was a month where they were taping a lot of shows. Every other. It's, it's, it's always mm-hmm. every other they tape. And, in fact, there were two periods where he had enough time off that, in fact, as he noted, he could have quarantined. Isn't that just beautifully convenient that it worked out that way after the Fair fact? So. Uh, Meltzer, yeah, that's exactly what happened. Yeah, yeah, that's the ticket. Yeah, that's uh, it. That's it. That's right. They were off from, I think it was like the 11th to the 23rd, so it was 12 days. He believes that he got it from a family friend. Really? Do we really need to guess where he got it from? More on that later. Is what I understand. Had no symptoms and nobody in the family had any symptoms, but the friend tested positive, so he went and checked and tested positive, and then tested again and tested positive, and actually tested three times and tested positive. So he quarantined, did not feel bad. The next TV, he passed the test and worked on the next NXT after the, I'm sorry, AEW after the quarantine was over. So that was the situation. 
Meltzer then said, everyone gets it differently. Nick Jackson got it real bad. Nick Jackson was out for a little bit longer than Jericho. He missed the next TV, but was back on the following TV tapings. Nick Jackson doesn't know how he got it. Maybe Chris Jericho. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I mean, he doesn't know if he got it from the taping. He doesn't. They can't. He couldn't have got it from the taping because they don't run a sloppy shop. Uh, He doesn't know if he got it from the airport when he got home. Nobody else was using that airport, I guess. Uh, When he got Mm -hmm. home from the taping, he was sick right away. He was traveling with Matt, and he was traveling with Brandon Cutler, and they were fine, and they didn't test positive. Um, This is also the time period where, because AEW is so open and honest about this, they used a fake leg to pretend to be Nick Jackson as though he were there. Well, Uh, it was a real leg. It was a fake. It was just not really No, no, it was a wooden leg. (laughs) Oh, was it? Yeah, it was just a fake leg that he used. Yeah. yeah. Fair. All right. Interesting. Uh, Not really they, interesting. But, then they mentioned yeah. Lance Archer and said he would have been up about the same time frame as Nick Jackson. I think they were pretty much identical in time frames. They were also identical in another thing. Do you know what that is, Troy? What's that? AEW didn't announce it. They didn't open up and say, oh, these guys are out because they have COVID. I believe oh, Lance weird. Archer actually said on Twitter, I have COVID. And a day later, they went on air and said Lance Archer is, uh, came in contact with somebody with COVID-19, so he's staying home out of precaution. Mm-hmm. That's a legitimate lie. Yes. Okay. So uh, now that we've got all the, the bases as Dumb and Dumber have, have weighed in here on the Jericho thing, Troy, what are your thoughts? It's, it's no shock he got it. I mean, I think we all knew. He Where do you think he got it from point. home? Well, that was that that was of course two weeks after Sturgis. Oh, what so, happened to Sturgis? You say? Oh, well, did, some, did you know. something go on at Sturgis this year? Uh, no, I mean uh, they, with everything shut down, nobody they, they wouldn't have done that big bike rally at Sturgis, right? No, no. Oh. Apparently, there might have been one or two people at Sturgis who didn't uh, who who were not wearing a mask. Really? But what does that have to do with Jericho? Uh, well, he was there too. <laughs> oh, just taking in the sights, or? Uh, he no, he uh, he put on a concert because he needs money. Oh well, shit! It must be weird to sit, doing a concert with a mask on. I mean, it's it's gonna. Yeah, I he was. Sex. He he wasn't wearing one. Well, it must have been like there must have been like glass partitions between him and the fans, right? Because uh, no, everyone could see uh, the area of which he usually colors in his hairline. Well, that seems incredibly irresponsible. There was people in the front row that got spit on, probably. <laughs> I, I feel as though that would be sort of like something you would do if you were, I don't know, working for a sloppy shop. I, I said it before. It's it's very interesting that uh, that those those sorts short sorts of shots that they were taking at, at WWE uh, quickly ended mm. <laughs> once their own people started getting COVID. Yeah, uh, it was like they had that sloppy shot co- shop comment, and then all of a sudden it was like, "Huh, there's some people that are missing from this episode yeah. of AEW. I wonder what's going on." And then they suddenly realized, like, "Oh, hey, uh, well, we're just going to pretend." And that was the thing. Like WWE took so much heat from the fucking asshole oh, marks online, talking about how like oh they're they're refusing to say COVID on air and like Cody did a whole speech and stuff like that and and they took so much fucking heat. All right, so for let's go back to that. To. So on the first episode of the pandemic, Cody did a little speech talking about COVID. Yep. Do you remember what happened on the very first SmackDown from the Performance Center? Uh. They did a speech about COVID. Triple H, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. yeah, it's it's all revisionist history, dude. 
it's all it's all oh well theirs wasn't as good and it's like why is why is that a thing why is it <laughs> well, it's like the the brody tribute wasn't as good it's like just fucking stop yeah. dude yeah, it's it's Fuck. any it it's it's because that's the cool thing to do. It's listen, the cool thing to take shots and you get internet points for it. Listen, I'm not shitting on AEW. I'm not shitting on I'm, I'm shitting on sort of the no, people's no. reactions. We, we but, are shitting on the idiot fans and we yeah, are Chris shitting Jericho. on Chris Jericho. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, but no, it, my my big thing is like, how stupid do you like? It's almost like COVID isn't doesn't give a fuck which wrestling promotion you like. Almost yeah. like it can spread to either one. Mm-hmm. Crazy how that happens. I thought I was going to be very be able to very quickly go back in Jericho's timeline to September, but he tweets a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, where's the rest of his tweets? They were probably about Trump, so he deleted them. Everything before November 9th is gone. Hmm. Interesting. I wanted to because I wanted to look back hey, and remind see. Remind me what day I, was the election again? The election? Yeah, the presidential election. <laughs> uh, definitely not the beginning of November. No, really? Huh. Wait. So, so not only did he obviously delete all of his fucking because everyone took him to task for the fucking I'm not not political person or like that, but that means he also deleted any evidence. Of what he was doing in the time he was supposedly quarantining, which was what I was looking for. Weird. That's what I was going back to look for. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. So, because I I'm, think there I'm are like, websites I, that like cache everybody's tweets, so even if they delete them, you can go back and find them. Google like find uh, deleted tweets or something. But, uh, but anyway, yeah, it's. Uh, the whole thing was like. The whole Nick Jackson thing was ridiculous because it became pretty obvious um, what was going on there, and it's just like it, you don't have to acknowledge it, but don't try to convince us the fucking guys there. Like, yeah, we're gonna ask questions. We're gonna ask questions every time one of these guys is not on TV for a week or two. Yeah, but, but the thing for me is that it's it, it's so amazingly convenient that his illness fell in right after the tapings. His contagious period, right after yeah. the tapings, so that he could quarantine to be fine for the next set of tapings. Never had to go to TV while he was uh, while he was contagious. Perfect how that worked out for him, huh? Yeah. And then he got the same thing like Lance Archer. Oh, Lance Archer got and in, got infected at home, and QT Marshall got infected at home. Really? How come nobody ever like you know like? You always are very specific to tell people they got it at home. Yeah. Or at least that's the story that always comes out, not they, because they don't tell us. But when the talent does speak out, they say, oh, I got it at home, right before I left for the tapings. Always. It's the same story with everybody. Yep. And then you wonder why, and and again, we've talked about it, it, it's not appropriate to do, but you wonder why people like Bruce Mitchell ask the questions they ask, because this company is not forthcoming. As much as their fans want to feel like they are, they legitimately lie to our faces on a regular basis. So, it it, it prompts people to distrust them. Yep. People who are not stands for them, like Meltzer and Alvarez. Because, amazingly, if you recall, AEW is a what? A company, yeah, business. 
Mm. It's a business. It's a multi-million dollar business. And they are going to do things to protect that multi-million dollar business because they know, as we've seen, the wrong thing happening can destroy. Like, in this current culture that we have right now, you get people whose entire careers are destroyed because of one dumb tweet or things like that. You know, you literally had Jackson Riker almost get fired, not for saying anything racist or not for, again, I'm not defending the guy, but just for being like, I love Donald Trump. That was it. That was what his tweet was. In a company owned by Vince McMahon where Donald Trump is in their Hall of Fame. Still is, by the way. Even though he's he's now been impeached twice. Mm -hmm. Still in their Hall of Fame. Yeah. Yeah. Also, the uh, the actual racist guy who did a racist fucking uh, fucking uh, diatribe on a, on his sex tape still in there. <laughs> well, back in there, he was removed for a while. Yes, yeah. And then the statute so, of limitations on racism ran out, I guess. Yeah. So if you do um, if you do listen to the Jericho thing. Just every time he talks about it, just imagine that you're talking to somebody about global warming and their response is, well, it can't be. The, the, the global warming is not a real thing because it's cold outside right now. That's what it feels like when he's going on about this. Well, COVID's not that bad because I had it and I was fine. That's how that's how his entire fucking segment on, on his own show comes off as. It's like, well... Personally, it didn't bother me anything, so I don't know what everyone is, you know. he's He literally says, like, it's not a death sentence, guys. Well, it is for quite a few people. Yeah. Like, a couple hundred thousand people have so, died from it. So you want to have a staggering thought, because this this was made, of, it came to my attention this past week, because I hadn't considered it this way. Mm-hmm. In America, one out of every thousand people has died of COVID. Yeah. One out of a thousand. That's a ridiculously high number. Mm-hmm. And you still got asshats like Jericho running around telling you and telling people who believe him. And this was the same thing with Trump. It's not necessarily what you do, but it's what you convince other people to do. Mm-hmm. You convince other people they don't need to take this seriously. They don't need to wear a mask. Well, that shit falls on you. Because you have a platform where you can help people, and instead you're choosing to put them in a dangerous situation, and that does put blood on your hands. Sorry. Hey, um, remind me again, Drew McIntyre, he's asymptomatic, right? Yes. What, to, what, what was the message that he said to people? I believe he said wear a mask, and I'm, um, I'm one of the fortunate ones who has no symptoms. Okay. And Chris Jericho, also asymptomatic, also pretty one of the bigger stars yeah. in AEW. Oh, what was what did he tell people again? Well, now I have antibodies, so I don't have to wear a mask. Oh yeah, that's right. And yeah. also, it's not that bad. Jericho's kid has diabetes. Do you think he goes up to him and be like, "Well, my body produces insulin. What's wrong with you?" All right, <laughs> like pussy. <laughs> and I don't know why this guy continues to get a pass on everything. Like. How is Nick Jackson right now not going up to him and just be and just punching him in the fucking face? Be like, do you understand what I went through? He literally is in a company with people that have gone through it and yep. the bad aspects of it too. Yep. You know, yep. like yeah, like 
he he knows Mick Foley. Foley came out and he's like, I am still having a lot of fucking problems. Like he doesn't have COVID anymore. He is still incredibly winded and and has still has breathing problems. And it's like, well, you and, know and, these people, and you can sit there and say, Well, Mick Foley's no. Nick Jackson just said he's just now getting his cardio back, and he's yeah. a young guy in great shape. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I believe Kevin Nash told Jericho to fuck off at one point over this thing. I'm sure he did, yeah. Yeah, it's just funny that, yeah, like, Jericho doesn't miss a single show. And even when he comes back, after he had it, like, right, because there's like, oh, he's he, he, he came back on the 24th. He was in a match the first fucking time back. Yeah. Well, he tested like, negative at that point, so. He tested negative, we don't know enough to not know that like that that there's still not a bit of an incubation period after you are like through the fucking virus though like don't you think you would at least fucking give him another another couple of show a couple of days afterwards what did, what did he be... do on that show what was so important on that show that he had to be there that they couldn't have found something else to do he wrestled isaiah cassidy oh well that's a fucking marquee main event you can't miss that yeah i don't i tell you I just, I don't get it. I really I don't. don't. Think we're ever going to understand and solve the mystery that is Chris Jericho's brain because I'm not sure it, you can rationalize it. So. Oh, man. And, and the fact, and this is the other thing too, is like, it's like Meltzer and, and Alvarez like instantly fucking come to the fence. It's like, this is why a bunch of your fucking former fans don't trust you anymore. Right. Because, They've all sat there and said, like, oh, you're, you know, and, like, Meltzer was even doing it on Twitter, where he was, he was like, like, fucking pretending that it's not a real thing. Because he's like, oh, there's been this many NXT shows that I, I rated higher than AEW shows. It's like, yeah, most of those came before AEW was a thing, first of all. Because, mm. by the way, NXT did not magically come into being at the same time that AEW did. Mm. And it's like, yes, but you still continue to fucking take the side of AEW on things, overrate their matches, give them fucking five and six star matches for all the things, and you continue to do shit like this where you're like crafting fucking stories to help out their workers to make when them not look bad. You continue to press WWE for not announcing everybody on their roster who's had COVID and acting like they're keeping it a gigantic secret. Meanwhile, everybody in AEW, it's it's amazing. He never gets spoilers for AEW. He never hears about any of the stuff that goes on backstage. He never hears about any of that stuff, but he hears about it all in WWE. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It's almost like he doesn't want to print anything negative about AEW. Weird. Yeah. Fucking moving on. Uh, <laughs> I can't talk about these assholes anymore. I really can't. Um, yeah. You ran through on uh, Monday night, or Tuesday night, I should say. Uh, you ran through the list of people in the Royal Rumble. Well, we can add one more to that list, because uh, yeah. even though Drew Gulak is not allowed to, The Miz is allowed to declare himself for the Royal Rumble, and he has. By the way, why the fuck would you want to be in the Royal Rumble where the prize is a title shot if you have a Money in the Bank briefcase, and you don't have to go through 30 guys to get a title shot? It's a good question. Pretty fucking stupid in my part. But anyway. Yeah. Anything on that, Troy? No. It's just another, another, it's just more fodder. Like, we know he's not winning it. Yeah. All right. Let's go to, I don't give a fuck about ratings. 
Uh, Dynamite, 762,000. NXT, 551,000. So I guess WWE is just screwed because NXT is a, is dead and Dynamite's a juggernaut. So. What did, uh, what did Raw get for ratings again this week? Uh, they went 1.8 million. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Both of their main shows routinely pull in close to, if not 2 million viewers. You know, I don't, I mean, I, I may have a, a degree in accounting, uh, but 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 yet I, you still do TurboTax, dude. I was disappointed when I heard that story. Well, you know, it's easy. <laughs> but the, you know, that's like uh, it's like I'm a five star chef, but I got a TV dinner. Like Jesus Christ, come on. Well, sometimes you just want to get shit done, dude. <laughs> um, yeah, math is hard. Is is that not double what AEW got in their ratings? Uh, it's actually more than double, actually, but you know. <laughs> but they're dead in the water. Yeah, because nobody watches that shit anymore. Yeah, I'm just over it, man. I'm just over because, like I said, it's just it's just cool to do at this point. I I I say this, and people will sit there and listen to this and think that I'm super anti AEW. I'm not. I watch the show every fucking week. Aside mm-hmm. from the two guys that do the AEW rundown on our network, I'm probably the only one that routinely sits down and makes it a point to watch. AEW every week. <laughs> I enjoy true. the show. There are aspects of AEW I very much enjoy. You know what you don't typically ever see on AEW? What's that? Uh, a match is under five minutes. Like we got a bunch of on fucking Monday night. Well, male matches under five minutes. Right. Fair. Um, <laughs> fair point. Um, you know what else you don't pretty much ever see on AEW? What's that, sir? Fuck finishes. Disqualifications, countouts, fucking somebody gets DQ'd for pulling their partner out of the ring. You never see that shit. Now, I will go all over when they fucking cover for their referees for stupid shit, but at the same time, if the point is we don't want to have to have everything in the disqualification, so we have to sort of fudge it a little bit, I can live with that. Mm-hmm. I prefer getting a fucking winner. I don't get my intelligence insulted as much watching AEW as I do watching WWE. So I will give them all that credit in the world. My only issue with them is that it's constantly, and it's not even with them, really. Sometimes it is a little bit, and they certainly egg their fans on, but it's largely with the fans or the stands, whatever you want to call them. Um, that it's just like, oh, they're so much better. Well, they do a lot of the same shit. Mm-hmm. There are some things they do better. There are some things WWE does better. WWE's production is miles better. Miles, and it's not close. WWE's uh-huh. women's division, miles better and not close. Um, but <laughs> there's just no telling them that. It's like everything is everything in AEW is great and everything in WWE is shit. And it's like it's so hard to have a conversation with people like that. But in any event, let's stop talking about that fucking place, and let's talk about this fucking place that we affectionately refer to as RNXT. Yes. So, we got the brackets for the men's Dusty Tag Team Classic, and the matches were Colin Strong versus Brizongo, Nissan Davari versus Adonis and Desmond Troy. I wonder who's winning that. Kushida and Ruff versus Gargano and Theory. Eberrise versus Grizzled Young Vets. Maverick and Dane versus Stallion and Gray. 
which of course popped my boner. <laughs> Imperium versus Lucha House Party. Legado del Fantasma versus the Bollywood Boys. And then Swerve and Atlas versus MSK. Who the fuck are MSK? <laughs> I have no idea. So, um, of those matches, which which one? And obviously, we had two on this show. Uh, which which one were you most excited for right off the bat? You mean of the ones that were on TV this week? No, of the, of the tournament of the okay. first round matchups. Um, jeez. Uh, I I don't I'm not super excited about anything in the first round. I am very excited about the potential as the bracket continues for some of the matches we could get later. Sure. Yeah. Um my bigger th- my biggest takeaway when I saw the brackets is we've got a 16 team tournament and nine of those teams are regular teams. Yeah. If yeah. you can't fill 16 real teams, don't have a 16 team tournament. Have an 8 team tournament with real teams. Yeah, I I understand that. And then um, I'm listening to the show, and fuckface Vic Joseph is talking about, oh well, you know these experienced teams have a real advantage over these these thrown together guys in this tournament. Like really, fuckface, because more than half the time it's been won by a non-team. Yeah. You're. I think your math is a little bit off. Half the time, then I don't know. Whatever. No, no, I'm talking about the number of teams that are full time that that are like actual teams. I, I maybe maybe my definition is a little bit different. Okay, so who uh, do you have as full time teams? I'll tell you what I disagree with. Cole and Strong. Not really. I mean, they've teamed but together a handful of times. They're they're in a group, a faction together. They're but in that, a faction. Okay, but 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 by that logic, we shit all over the AEW fans for saying Omega and fucking Page were a legitimate team, right? They're in a faction I together. <clears throat> I guess, but they've at least tagged. The way I look at it is they've held a tag, tag title together before. before. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Breezango. Yep. Nissan Davari. Nope. What do you mean, no? No, they're not a real team. They're singles wrestlers. They have bet. Okay, well, you don't watch 205 Live. They are a tag team on 205 Live. There's no tag religious. team division in 205 Live. They're two singles guys having tag team matches together. That's not making you a real tag team. You're not going for a tag title. Where Brizango was, were two single guys, and eventually, but they became a tag team and started going for tag team titles and holding tag team titles and competing in tag team division matches on a regular basis. Who are Nissan Davari facing? Okay, well, I'll bring it up here. Hold on. Stalling for time. Stalling for time. Stalling for time. I'm stalling for time. Okay. We've got uh, Nisa Navari versus the Bollywood Boys. Okay. Uh, Nisa Navari versus August Green, Kurt, St- Kurt Stallion. Not a real team. <laughs> but still against each no, other. No, keep going, keep going. All right. Uh, um, hold on. Oh, please tell me that's it, because <laughs> no, they've been they've been with each other for longer than that, haven't they? They're, well, they're they're on opposite teams. There, that's not good. Would you like My to argument. rescind your point now, Troy? Well, <laughs> at least recently they've been together. Well, they that's the thing. Like they haven't okay, they haven't been tagging with each other, but just, they have just, been just, together. Just take the L on this one, dude. Right. Just take the L on this um, one. Gargano and Theory, not a team. They've been in a faction together for like two weeks, but they're not a team. They've they have they had any tag? I don't think they've had a single tag team match yet. 
All right. Well, uh, Ever Rise, Grizzly yes. Young Vets, yes. MSK. Yes. Uh, At Maverick the time, we didn't know that, but yeah. I, loosely, yes. Um, Stalin and Gray have had about five tag team matches with yeah, each other. Yeah, but they're now. still singles guys. They're just young guys who are throwing together. They're not, they're not a team. Right. And then obviously the rest of them, Imperium, Lucha House Party, Legato del Fantasma, and Bollywood yeah. Boys. Yeah. Swear Atlas, get... not a team. Yeah. Kushida and Ruff, not a not team. team. Adonis and Troy, not a team. Right. I get it. Yeah. Just wait, though, because the women is good. It's going to be far worse. Right. No, and that's true because they don't have a women's tag team division. So I'm actually right. more okay with that. Now, mm-hmm. do you want to know where this tournament really has a problem right now? It's that AEW went through and signed every fucking independent tag team, even if they're never going to use them, just to say they have them on a, a huge tag team division. Yep. So. That is true. Uh, I will I will tell you this, though. Guys thrown together for the Dusty Rose Tag Team Classic has happened every year. Yeah. No, I, I understand that. And a lot of times yeah. they win. That's my point. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Finn Balor and Samoa Joe. Yeah. Obviously, Matt Riddle, Corbin, Peter Dune. Yeah, Corbin and Rhino were the were the la- other team that was in yeah. the final that time. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was one yeah, more. No way, no way, Jose and Rich Swan. I mean, there. to be fair, that also was the birthplace of DIY. We did Gargano and Ciampa were not a tag team going into that. Mm-hmm. They yeah. came out of it as a tag team. Yeah, uh, Alistair believe- Black and Ricochet. Yours the other one you're thinking of. That's right. Yes. Um, yeah. I also believe that uh, it was the, the Bros of Heavy Machinery. Because I don't think they were a team prior to that. Um, I'm not sure if that's true. They uh, might have Eichner, done like the Florida circuit, but they hadn't been a team on TV till that point. Uh, Eichner and Bartel also came out of that too. They weren't a team uh, in, that? in 2019. No. Oh, okay. They they showed up there because that was because if you remember, uh, Fabian Eichner was he was a different name before that. Um, no, he was Fabian Eichner in the, cru- in the Cruiserweight Classic. Was he? Yeah. I thought it was, okay, yeah. anyways. Um, da, 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 da. Yeah, so, yeah, that was the first time that he tagged together with him. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, yeah, they, they, that's actually the birthplace of a lot of different things, you know. I mean, uh, yeah, that's right. We, that's right. We had fucking... The time splitters last yeah. year. That yeah. was so fucking cool. It was. It sucked that they lost, but I understood. I saw, it. honestly, and I understand why they can't. But I wish that NXT would just say, you know what, we're having this tag team tournament. If if your other company is cool with it and you want to come compete, let's do it and just yeah. have like a legitimate best tag team in the world tournament. Yeah. Unfortunately, they can't. But Birch and Lorcan in 2018. That might have been the first time they were together too. Uh, it's possible. I don't remember because I been together on NXT for a while though. Yeah, no, well, that was two years ago. But yeah, Ho Ho Lun and Tian Bing. <laughs> oh, that's right. Ho Ho Lun. Oh, oh my God, man. there's a net. No, no. Oh, there's Heavy Machine. Okay. Jeez, they were in two of them. But the first one, they were just Otis Dozovich and Tucker Knight. They weren't even Heavy Machinery yet. This one lists them at that, but that might uh, they might have altered yeah, that afterwards. Fact, yeah. Oh my God, Alexander Wolf and Noah Kakoa. Do you know who Do you know who Noah Kakoa is? That's um, fuck Conor Reeves, isn't it? That's right. 
Oh, the, the, Elias Samson and Tucker Knight were in the tournament in 2015, and then the next go. year, your heavy machinery was in it. So, yeah. That's right. Kota Ibushi was in the fucking tournament, too. Yeah. That's right, because it Kota was right Ibushi after they filmed the Cruiserweight Classic. Yeah, him and PJ Twerkins yeah. is a fucking idiot. Anyways, <laughs> uh, so let's get uh, let's get this going. So it's the beginning of the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic, but first, let's do a bunch of singles matches. <laughs> <laughs> it's well, it's time match before it started. I'm sorry. We had one singles match before it started. Oh, before it's okay. Yeah, before it started. Yeah, you're right. Um, Second match of the head. show was a tag team match. Yeah, so it it took a long. It, I I was remembering it differently because it t- it takes a long time before we get the second. There's a match. lot of other stuff. Yes. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of other stuff. Uh, Shotzi Blackheart takes on Candice LeRae in our first match. Shotzi arrives on her tank, and then the pint-sized poison arrives with Indy Hartwell. Indy, by the way, looking like a tall glass of milk. And I'm thirsty. <laughs> she did look quite uh, we, well. She did look very good this week. Yeah. Oh, that outfit was something else. Right. Uh, we start things off fast before switching over. Are you saying that you support indie wrestling? I always support indie wrestling. Okay. Uh, we start things off fast before switching over to the two women rolling around in the ring. Which I improve. Uh, Shotzi puts on an arm bar, but Candace rolls her up for two. Shotzi goes back into the hole, but Candace gets a rope break. Shotzi grabs Candace off the top ropes, and then her neck bounces off the back turnbuckle. Gross. Like, yeah. I don't know if if she was supposed to pull her further. Or no, that that's was... not an uncommon spot. That's that's used a lot, actually, especially on <sighs> indie. It's just like it's like you want to crack, crack and crack a C seven. That's the way to do it. <laughs> It's actually so, not that bad of a bump to take because it's you're just your upper back is hitting the turnbuckle and the momentum sends you forward. So yeah, I just I just look at that as kind of a, a more risk than reward kind of move. From what I pull... from, from what I've heard, it hurts less than the superplex does, for example. Well, that I understand. You're taking a flat back off the top. That's that's a long way to go onto wood. Uh, Shotzi puts on a bridging arm grapevine, which Candice then turns into a pin for two. Uh, I have put a note here. Please keep showing Indy Hartwell at ringside. <laughs> uh, Shotzi goes over the top ropes, which apparently is not something women know how to do if you ask Nikki Bella. True, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Shotzi then sends Candace onto the stairs. Then she swings her legs over to make Candace stand up, uh, then just blast her off the stairs. I was confused what was going on. <laughs> it was, I, so, I, I did it was so. weird. I did like, and I don't know how, how often you watch when you're not on the show, but when they did the Women's Battle Royal where Candice earned a shot against Io, the, the spot to end the match was them brawling on the stairs. So Vic Joseph uh, pointed out that it was a throwback to that, and I actually like the, the continuity that they mentioned that. Oh, sure. Sure, yeah. It just was really weird that she like picks up Candice's ass and just like swings her down, and then and the momentum catapults her off of it, I guess. Mm. I don't know. It, it, was, it was like, uh, yeah, whatever. Not 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 that important. Andy steps up to Shotzi and then grabs Shotzi when she tries to get back inside. Uh, Larray hits Blackheart and then cross bodies her off the apron. Back from break and Shotzi's cake has begun to rise. Uh, Shotzi hits a hesitation head kick and then cannonballs onto Candace's back. 
Uh, she gets two counts and then gets super pissed. Shotzi attempts to slice bread on the apron. Thankfully, this time she doesn't murder herself because Candace reverses. <laughs> but then Shotzi DDTs her onto the apron instead, which, of course, is the hardest part of the ring. Which is a move she tried to do the last time she was out, and it went horribly wrong, and it was not good. So this no. was oh. better. Yes. Was that that wasn't even against Candace? Who was that against? I don't remember now. Was it Indy? It was it Dakota? Might have been. It was. I think it was one of those two. Yeah, I don't remember who it was, but I remember it went. It just went horribly wrong. Mm-hmm. And I think whoever uh, it was went straight down to the floor. Yeah, uh, she hits a tilt pay on both. Oh, Indy it might have been Candace. Tony. That might be. Uh, Candace then so. drop kicks Shotzi right in the ass. And then super kicks her for two. Uh, Candace locks on the Gargano escape, so Shotzi rolls her up for two. What are your What are your feelings on Candace using the Gargano escape? I don't like it. Yeah, uh, you know it. There's they're so entwined now that all through this match, like Johnny's all over it. They they reference him a lot. She, they, they talk about him a lot. You know. It, it, okay, so this might be a stupid distinction, but if she was Candice Gargano, I don't think it would bother me as much. True. But like her name doesn't reflect that relationship, but she's going to use the same move. Yeah. I don't know. Which I at this point you or use you the kinda, same move with a different name. Call it the Candy Cane. Yeah. Or the the Laray Way something. No <laughs> uh, way. Yeah. Shotzi then picks up Candace like a baby and swings her around for a face buster. <laughs> uh, she then DDTs her off the second rope and then goes up to the top. Indy gets up and okay, eats a boot. Before you got there, because there was a spot that I liked before we get to that one. Uh, yeah. Candace goes for her cabrada on the floor uh, in the ring, but Shotzi gets up and just pulls her legs out as she's trying to springboard, and mm-hmm. Candace takes it like a hot shot right across the top rope, which I, I fucking, that was a clever move. I liked it. Nice. Uh, Indy eats a boot. Um, but it is enough for Candace to jump oh, up top man. and hit a spinning neckbreaker off the top rope for the win. So you don't listen to the show enough. That's called Miss LeRae's Wild Ride. Uh, Vic Joseph doesn't know the name of moves, so he doesn't say it. But, okay, um, so here, okay, you, funny you bring that up because this was in my mind today as I was watching it. And I don't know if it is a conscious choice now and, and if this is just the way that WWE is doing commentary now, but all through this show i noticed a severe lack of them actually calling the action and everything was a reaction to the action you know it wasn't it wasn't the play-by-play of like here's candace hitting the face buster and that it was a lot of like oh oh and then oh you know I it's think a that's lot more, more of the Vic joseph just now. fucking sucks because i don't hear that on the other shows but uh, but i also noticed like beth she had a couple times that she could have said what the move is. She's like, oh, and then, like, that Beth, was a... a Beth also again. gave us Ember Poon and I trying know. to trying to get the victory from the win. Yeah, so, I get that. So yeah. let's, let's not use Beth as the template. Uh, Wade Fair seemed enough. to be describing moves more than anybody, actually. But Sure. Um, so when Shotzi goes to the top and Indy tries to get to her, I, I feel like Shotzi was supposed to do this big, dramatic kick to knock her down. Mm-hmm. And she slipped a little bit yeah. and tried to just, like, throw a punch. And Indy just eats it for, like, almost no reason. <laughs> was, yeah, yeah. And by the but... way, Indy touches Shotzi in front of the referee. So how is that not a disqualification? That's true. I Yeah, I was thinking that, too, because it was, it was like, she's right there. 
and yeah, yeah, she didn't like hit her with force, but she did definitely grab her. Yeah, she <laughs> so, put her hands yeah. on a competitor in the ring. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so it, it, it happens kind of a, a few times in my notes where I'm just like, I was like, okay, like would have been nice if they would have actually said because yeah you know what it is like in your head you think of like the the, the jim ross calls and the editor was like stunner stunner stun, you know like that it's using the finishing move quite are you okay there Maybe because you're soda, soda that's like really flat yeah, yeah that's what happened <laughs> oh boy um so yeah so for me it was just it was like i I prefer if when they when they have interesting when they have different names for moves, not just you know like because he calls it a spinning neckbreaker off the top rope. He doesn't call it Miss you know Mrs. Larray's wild ride. So I prefer when they've got names like that because that was always a thing. Like you know I'm, I was a big Bam Bam Bigelow fan, so it was always like he'd put him up and be like, "And greetings from Mansbury Park," you know, and then he would get the fucking pit, you know. Yeah. So it's just it's just a weird thing, and yeah, maybe it is just Dick Joseph being terrible. Uh, so thoughts on the match? Um, it's all right. I mean, look, Shotzi as a character mm-hmm. is much better as Shotzi as a wrestler at this point. She's she's good, but she still has a lot of like ooh moments. Um, Candice was a much better dance partner for her than some of the people they've had her in there with lately. Um, yeah, it was probably Shotzi's best match in a while. I'm waiting for the Brandy Loren match. Yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll see because well Ava, Ava story, right? Uh, no, no, it's Skyler story now. Skyler story, that's what it is. Yeah, um, yeah. I I the match was entertaining. She has a lot of that like early Sasha Banks stuff where it's too risky and she yeah. needs to get a little like don't go to like the Miz extreme of safeness, but make it a little bit more safe, you yeah. know. Yeah, true. And and you know, tighten up some of the you know, because yeah, she still is. She, there, there's no hesitation, which is good, but at times it's like she rushes some things. I think mm-hmm. you know when when she she hasn't quite figured that out. Like sometimes you need to take a second and steady yourself and not just try to go for something because otherwise then you start doing that where she has continued to fucking slip. Um, yeah. ropes and things like that yeah but that'll come time she but i feel she like candace still... candace was good for her to work with i think that they, she, oh yeah yeah it was a good match yeah candace is that is that one where it's like she she's probably not going to amaze you but she's definitely not going to make you like question her ability right. you know she's she's incredibly solid in there and and at times can kick it up to another level uh, so Finn Balor is shown walking through the back as we go to break. He looks hella beaten down. <laughs> I yeah, kind of felt I felt sorry for him. He looked so fucking like, oh my god, I can't believe I'm here again. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, an SUV arrives with Pete but, Dunne. But he also and- had that look on his face, like, I mean, I'm beaten down, but I got a big dick, so that keeps me happy. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, and SUV arrives with Pete Dunne, Danny Burch, and Oni Larkin, and no Pat McAfee. Uh, <laughs> Sans McAfee. Yeah. Uh, we come back from break, and Finn is heading on his way to the ring, and Vic jizzes in the middle of saying, The Prince is here. Did you notice his weird wavering when he said <laughs> I didn't catch that, but it um, doesn't surprise me. It was, it, I was I'm like, is he okay? Like, <laughs> He sounded really fucking excited that 
you know, when you get excited and you like kind of like like flip through your words a little bit. That's what it was. Uh, Finn says, January 13th. I'm still NXT champion. Uh, He says, Kyle is good. Kyle is great. All praise be to Kyle. But Kyle is now the one eating his meals through a straw. He says, the red X on his shirt is there because he is the target. And then they stopped manufacturing the cloth he is cut from. Mm, Good line. It was. I was like, like, oof. Got to write that down. Uh, Then, QP done. Welcome to NXT UK. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Pete says Finn knows what is next. And the only reason that Finn is the poster child for European wrestling and the only reason that he has that title is because Pete hasn't taken both from him yet. Finn attacks Dunn as Lorcan and Birch then take him out. Dunn and Blorkin stop the shit out of Finn, and Kyle O'Reilly arrives to try to make the save, but the numbers game are too much for him. Cole and Strong arrive to run off Dunn and Blorkin, so I guess the entire Undisputed Era are faces now? (laughs) Okay, hold on, because this is interesting. As Finn stares down Undisputed Era, it dawns on me, and I don't know if you caught this, the Undisputed Era's t-shirts are now red, black, and white. I noticed that, too. <laughs> I did hmm. notice that, too. I was like, huh, we have a, a... Yeah, obviously, and even their entrance, too, is less gold and more red now, too. Like and, the big... And, and remind me what colors big. Balor's wearing these days? Uh, black, red, and white. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be, it will be interesting to see. Now, of course, if they wind up having these guys go together or having him join the Undisputed Era, uh, the AEW stands will say that they're only doing it because Bullet Club reunited in AEW. Oh, I'm hey. sure. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. I mean, we're going to forget the fact that, you know, two months ago when uh, Finn Balor beat Adam Cole, they too sweeted after mm-hmm. in the back after the match on TV. Yeah. But, you know. Right. So Finn gets up and uh, looks at Yui, and the crowd starts chanting, too sweet. Uh, which, of course, I was like, that is an NXT crowd. That is not regular fans. So they were told to chant that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that, to me, also was like, hmm. If there's one chant just... that you don't miss anymore in this COVID era, what would it be? Like, now this that it's awesome. gone, if you could make it go away forever, what would it be? This is awesome. Oh, see, I like the This Is Awesome chant. I hate This Is Awesome because it, it's it, because they'll do it at the start of a match before the two guys have even touched each other. Sometimes the dynamic, like, like <laughs> you want a great example? Hogan and The Rock yeah. at WrestleMania. The yeah. atmosphere when they were in the ring face-to-face, that was a This Is Awesome moment. No, I get it. It's it just, to me, is overused and often is used too much. So what you obviously have something that you yes. want to say. When what is that? The referee's counting one, two, and he kicks out, sweet! Oh, I don't want yeah. to ever hear that again. I hear you on that too. Yeah, I hate that. Uh, I've always hated uh, that one. There's a there's a couple other ones too. I mean, but yeah, the, that's the one that the, this is awesome. Chan has always been a kind of thorn in my side. It's a light to the dark, a default to brute. Uh, Finn fucks off without so much as a fisting, or at least sticking a pinky in, and just and, walked, doesn't even bother going up the ramp. Just fucking walked right past the timekeeper. Yeah, he's just like, I'm gonna leave this way. He pulled the Shayna uh, Baszler. Remember when she walked out in the middle after she got like disqualified by accident because mm-hmm. she yeah. was she was supposed to win and the fucking ring announcer screwed it up and she yeah. was like fuck this and walked out through the crowd, in yep. quotes crowd. Yeah. Dinner time. 
is with Johnny Gargano. He says that what Candice and Indy did was B-E-A-utiful. And he says they are both going to win the Dusty Cup, meaning they're going to have a cup of cups. <laughs> when Sexy Face, or whatever the fuck her name is, uh, reminds him that he lost to Kushida, Gargano calls her rude, and Austin Theory walks up. Oh, but no, no, no. He's, he never should have lost last week. He was wearing skinny jeans, and there's no breathability. Oh, yes. Yep. <laughs> How am I supposed to do kicks in these things? <laughs> yeah, I like that, too. Now, I... I I want to see if you had the same thought about what happens next as I did. Right? So Theory walks up to him and says, uh, I, I got a gift for, for you uh, from the guy. And Johnny's like, what What guy? And Austin's like, the the guy. And Johnny looks at the envelope and goes, it's written on, written on the envelope, Dexter Loomis. Hmm. Did he legit forget that what Dexter Loomis's name was, or was that just him being an idiot? He's playing an idiot character, so I know he's playing an idiot character. But to me, I was like, I'm like, I could legit think that Austin Theory forgot what Dexter Loomis's name is. Eh, I don't know. <laughs> Did you hear my comparison last week? Uh, which one? Uh, on um, Austin Theory and Johnny Gargano. Probably, but it has not retained. It reminds me of like the Miz and Alex Riley back when the Miz. Yes, I do remember. Yeah, I do remember you saying that. Yep. Yeah, so. I can see that. Yeah, and Johnny is similar to the Miz as like dorkiness. Uh, and Johnny's better, but you know. Oh, uh, in the ring, yeah, a little bit. Oh, I was talking about character-wise. Yeah, in the ring, of course, Johnny's <laughs> way better. But but like outside of the ring, character-wise, like Johnny's people now. So there's that. That is true, and we'll talk about Johnny's uh, Cleveland Browns uh, yes, gear later. Uh, Austin la- <laughs> So Johnny takes out a picture of himself, and Austin laughs about it. And then Johnny's like, well, here, idiot, there's one for you, too, which shows him grabbing his dick, and there's a tank in the corner, and then there's the word idiot written under theory. <laughs> I... <laughs> what, what was wrong with Johnny's? There didn't seem to really be anything wrong with it. He was crying. Oh, was he crying? Yeah. I see Johnny's all over the place with it and I'm yeah. watching it on my phone. So yeah. I was like I'm like, what's wrong with the picture? I didn't I didn't catch that he was crying. Got yeah. it. Okay. That makes sense then. Okay. Like the theory one, I was like, there's a tank, he got hit with a missile in the dick. I got it. Like that <laughs> that one I got. I didn't get that one. You get all the dick references, Trey. Oh, I always do. Uh after that the grizzled young veterans arrive. Because welcome to NXT UK. Uh, Zach Gibson reminds everyone that last year they made their debut in the Dusty Cup. And then he apologized. Yes. So here's my point, right? To, to, mm-hmm. to our point earlier. You've got, by my count, and you can disagree with however you want, but I, you know, by my count, seven teams who are not teams in this tournament. Yeah. Couldn't Everrise and uh, Grizzled Young Vets have beaten two of those shitty, like, not real team teams in the first round? And then faced each other in the second round. Well, yeah. Is there but, a reason that one of the two, one of the nine real teams, has to go out in the first round? And I don't think it's the uh, only time in the bracket this is happening. But no, it's it's not. And, and part of it is okay. that Kushida is probably going to win. So you know, it's 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 going to happen that one of the thrown together teams is going to advance. But it's happened every year that way. So. Uh, and and yeah, like yeah, I mean you're 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 not going to get a, a non-biased answer on this because I like to have, like ever rise and I would like to have seen them go, right. go past first no, round. Agree. But yeah, it's it, yeah, I, to me it's just uh, I'm just riding the wave, man. Like ever, that, that's kind of ever character. Uh, 
including the fact that they got the job entrance here. So, <laughs> before we even get into this, looking at this bracket, where do you think this ends up? Like, who who do you think are the final four here? Uh, I have to look at the bracket. Hold on. Dusty, uh, it's tag team classic. Because I think it's pretty clear Cole and Strong are in the final four, given that they beat the other best team. Again, so there's another one. You couldn't have had Cole and Strong face Nice and Davari and Brizongo against Adonis and Troy, and then had Undisputed and Brizongo in the next round? Because that means one of Nice and Davari or Adonis and Troy is moving on to the second round, and I ask you why. Yeah. Um... Yeah, Grizzly Young Vets, I could see. See, that's why like, I look at it as like, well, Kushida and Ruff will probably win because then they'll face the Grizzly Young Vets. So it'll be a face versus heel. When you get to that uh, semifinal, you're probably looking at Undisputed Era versus Grizzled Young Vets, and I'm there for that. Yeah, yeah. And on the other on the other side of it, I think you're looking at Imperium. Versus MSK. Versus MSK, yeah. yeah. And I think that's where MSK will go to the finals. Yeah. And undisputed era because that's the only okay. So that's the other thing. I don't want Cole and Strong to win this because no, I think Grizzly Young Vets are winning it. That could, that I could they see. were the runners up last year. I think they're going to win it this year against the yeah. SK. Yeah. So we'll see. But but once Anyways. we get to those semifinals, those matches are going to be fucking bangers. Yeah. But see, and that and that's another reason why. Don't I'm going to punch you. That's another reason why. Uh, I would love it if Gray and Stallion win because Gray and Stallion versus MSK in the in the second yeah. round. I am a hundred percent hard for that. I can't imagine <laughs> them them going over the furry and the fury though. That's the problem is it's like it's like God damn it! I have to fucking watch Killian Dane and Drake Maverick beat August Gray, uh, then I I hope not beat MSK, but there's a, still that possibility. Mm. All right. Uh, so Zach Gibson uh, apologizes to everyone who entered the tournament thinking that uh, they were going to make history. Uh, and he wants to apologize to all the idiots in the crowd for having to watch because they are the soon to be crowned Dusty Cup winners and the soon to be crowned tag team champions. Zach Gibson is such a prick. <laughs> Which means the way he's great at his job. He is so great at his job. The fucking, like, the... him And James the, Drake legitimately never talks. So, he doesn't, and he doesn't need to. <laughs> so Gibson carries the water for the entire team, which is great. The fact, like, he... I love the fact that afterwards, Wade Barrett is just like, I think I'm going to puke. Like, he, he was just like... Cause, yeah, because Zach Gibson he just the like... Memo. It goes like this. I'm gonna puke. Right. So they are facing Everrise, who get the job entrance. William Riggle goes on the big screen to welcome us to the tournament, and then fucks off. Mm. So that was necessary. Uh, everyone is wearing black and red in this match. I had the same note. Me. They look like a fucking stable. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so Gibson and Martel start, but Martel soon takes up to Parker. Uh, Drake takes in and starts working the head. We get some chain wrestling from Drake. Oh, starts ends. doing what? Working the head, working <laughs> the shaft, cupping the balls. Uh, then he does some chain wrestling, and Parker uh, takes him down. Barrett says they don't need to do commentary because the four people in this match are doing it for them, which is a thing you can say anytime Matt Martell is anywhere 
on screen. <laughs> or Vic Joseph is doing commentary because he ain't going to call anything out. Right. We get a double team move by the Grizzly Young Vets, and then a poetry in motion to the top rope, which somehow sends Martel to the outside. He completely missed Martel on that hit. <laughs> he kicked the rope. Yeah. Uh, Drake hits Parker with a leaping face buster and tags Gibson in. Gibson puts Parker in a single leg crab, and then Parker kicks the nose off Gibson. Drake takes in and hits a diving elbow in the corner. Then Gibson hits his own, and Drake drops Parker with a spinning heel kick. Gibson takes in, and Parker starts working out of it and tries to crawl to Martell. Parker then starts raining blows on Drake, and then just drags him into the corner so he can get the hot take on Martell. Which, at this point, I was like, are Everbry's faces now? Because they sure work. They sure work the match like they were faces. Martel looks like fatter Matt Hardy, by the way. Look, I understand they're Wish.com Hardy bros. Yeah. I get that, all right? But I still love these guys, <laughs> and so does Kevin Owens. So that's something we have in common. And my and favorite part of the match was early on when they threw um, Grizzled Young Vets out and Chase Parker just gets in their faces against the ropes and does the Ever Rise Rules thing. That was yeah. I for that. That's the thing. Like these guys are these guys are really good. Like their size is what's going to hold them back if they ever get on Raw and SmackDown. They'll be just a joke. But in NXT, like they could be really they they could be a team you could get behind. You know, and like and like I said, they were working face here. You do not typically see a heel team get a hot tag like that. Mm-hmm. And while they didn't like pump in the fucking cheers or anything of like that. It still seemed like that the people were kind of like, okay, they're dicks, but we, but you know, uh, Edge and Christian were assholes and they were faces, yeah. so it it can work. Yeah. Uh, Martel takes them both out and then belly to belly's Drake. Uh, Parker come gets back in because that makes sense, and Gibson saves Drake, but then gets launched into by Everrise. They chuck Drake overhead and hit a shitty spear. Okay, so bad. I have this note too. So <laughs> Parker tosses Drake over his head and Martel hits mm-hmm. the spear. I feel like the timing on this was just a little bit off, but if it had been hit, if the timing had been better, it would have looked great. Yeah, but it, but yeah, the the problem was Drake landed. Yeah. And he and he shouldn't have landed, but yeah, the fact that Martel was a little late, he had to land yeah. and then fall right. backwards. So. Uh, Martel takes in and they try to do their double team finisher again, but Gibson saves Drake again. Gibson takes in and they hit the ticket to mayhem for the win. Do love that. Finish. So it is a great one, and it's a good name for it too. Uh, so the Grizzly Young Vets will take on either the Way or Kushida and Ruff in round two. Spoiler alert: they will take on Kushida and Ruff in round two. Most likely. <laughs> uh, so thoughts on that match? Um. So. I like Grizzled Young Vets. Uh-huh. And every time I watch Grizzled Young Vets work, I say, wow, it was a pretty good match. And I don't remember a single thing that happened in it. Okay. Yeah. They're good, solid workers, but they don't do anything that stands out, if that makes sense. Yeah, I Save mean... Save for Ticket to Mayhem, because I do love that finish. But other than that... Good, solid, and they're a little springboard over the top when the guy when you get sidewalk slam thing. That's pretty good. But other than that, it's just they're they're good, solid workers. That's you know, like sort of like Larkin and Birch. 
very similar. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to go even more old school, like uh, Sean O'Hare and Chuck Palumbo when they were a team. Like, they were a good team. I liked uh, them. They had a lot of flash don't know shit, much though. Of... They had a lot of, like, Palumbo had yeah, that, but... uh, not Palumbo, uh, O'Hare. O'Hare. O'Hare had the big uh, senton that everyone went crazy for, sure. and for a big, sure. strong dude, he was fast and quick. Like, they had a lot of, yeah. they had some flashy shit. Sure. But, yeah, I, I get what you're saying there. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, that can work. You know, that you can work with that. And their dance partners, I think, will help with that a lot too. And and they are they're they're a team that can kind of work either style too. Right. You know, we get a promo for Raquel Gonzalez uh, after beating the shit out of Rhea Ripley. Uh, we do not get Rhea Ripley, so again, kind of leading to most likely she'll be debuting at the Rumble. Do you know what else and we didn't get? What's that? Any mention of Dakota and Raquel teaming together in the Dusty? True. Very true. Yeah. So I'm not sure if that means we're getting full on Raquel. Um, isn't Dakota hurt? No, she was she was helping Raquel last week. She got stuffed in the locker. Oh, okay. Yeah. She so also dyed her hair pink. pink. Did you see that? I did not yet. Yeah. I'm going to have to look that up. Um, yeah, so maybe we're getting a full on Raquel uh you know, singles push. And if that's the case and you don't expect, and you're, you're not going to have them win the dusty, then there's no real reason to have them be in it. Right. Uh, Um, but we, we also only know like four of the eight teams. So (laughs) more on that a little bit, uh, because right now it's time for dinner time with Shotzi Blackheart. Uh, she says that she wants to win the Dusty Cup and she needs a partner who was ride or die and someone who will scissor her enter. Amber Poon. Apparently, we're enforcing Amber's law, which means fuck all. <laughs> I still don't know what Amber's law is. It means you can fuck up your promo all the time, and they'll still give you a live mic. Yep. So yeah, so Shotzi and Ember are a tag team now. There you go. Oh, hold on a second. I have you muted. Not muted, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you're so fucking hot. There you go, yeah. Oh, shake that ass. Uh, anyways, do you watch her uh, uh, stream at all? She's very funny. She's very funny. I'm not, I, I am just not into the whole Twitch streaming thing. Like, at least I've never gotten there. Certainly haven't yet. Hmm. I just don't have enough time in my life to watch other people play. I don't have enough time to play video games myself, much less watch some sure. other, uh, somebody else play video games. Sure. Mackenzie starts to try to announce that those two have entered the Dusty Tournament, but then gets cut off. <laughs> I don't know what happened there. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, Johnny Gargano then arrives wearing Cleveland Browns-inspired gear. Is that jo- uh, Johnny Gargano or John E. Gargano? Like, bravo. Shut up. Hmm. Uh, Dexter Loomis arrives next. Johnny rips the picture in half, and Wade says he would have put that thing on eBay. So, uh, <laughs> did you catch the other thing Wade said? Because uh, I must not have, because it's not in the moment. I know. Vic Joseph made a comment about how he really liked Gargano's gear, mm-hmm. and uh, Barrett pointed out, like, "Oh, I'll bet you would making a fool of yourself on social media." Like, Vic Joseph was watching the game with Johnny Gargano, both in their full-on Cleveland gear and freaking out oh, at every touchdown. Okay. And I think yeah, Candace posted it on on social media, so. Got you. That's why that didn't resonate with me, because I had no idea what he was fucking talking yeah. about. I just thought he was calling him a prick, which, you know, Not is wrong. always applicable. 
Uh, was it? Oh yeah, Dexter lays face to face with Johnny and then just slithers out of the ring, which is <laughs> creepy enough as as it was. But yeah, Johnny runs up for a kick but gets slapped by Dexter. So he does. Uh, he does those like gold dust punches, right? Yeah, essentially, Are which they, I don't like. Uh, Luke Gallows, big one with those too. Undertaker was. Yeah, yeah. I've never been a fan of that. It just it's it's weird. It's almost like a, a thrust more than a punch. Yeah, yeah. It just I don't know. And it, it never has looked good to me. Uh, Undertaker was much more, much better with them soup bones. Uh, back at the ring, and Johnny attempts a superplex. Dexter fights out of it and headbutts Gargano and then punches him down. Loomis sets up his shot and misses on the senton. Back from break, and Johnny is laying knees into Dexter's back. Dexter fights back and spinebusters Johnny. Loomis gets some punches, and then he bulldogs Gargano. Uh, then he hits a bounce-back suplex, which puts Gargano down. Uh, he then kips up and then hits a drop, or he then drops a leg for two. I, love I do like his... Does that. I I do like his kip ups. Yes. I think they look fucking great. And then yeah, the kip up into the leg drop is cool too. Uh, Loomis attempts the silence, but Johnny fights it off. Uh, he gets caught by Loomis off the top ropes, and they drop into a crucifix. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. By Johnny. Okay. This okay. yeah. So he tries to get that the, the silence. It mm-hmm. takes way 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 too long to get to this crucifix. Like it looked sloppy yeah. as shit. And then he gets out of it, and Johnny goes to kick him in the head and just gets him in like the back of the shoulder. But Loomis acts like he got shot. Yeah, it was. It was this is probably the worst exchange in the match. But yeah, and you know, I here's the thing. Like, and the second time Gargano is, kicked him, he kicked him fucking hard in the head. So I'm thinking Loomis they, might have done something there to mess him up. They yeah, they replayed it, and yeah, you can see like his entire fucking like neck like jut out to the side um is dexter supposed to be like impervious to pain most of the time because sometimes that he like will no sell things and act like he has like a high pain tolerance and then other times like this like he gets kicked in the head and he's yeah. like dead oh i'm not sure anybody knows like yeah they've it's, already it's screwed just... up this character with the artist thing like, yeah, it's it's inconsistent. Yeah, the weird caricature, like fucking boardwalk just empire. Make him a psychopath. Fucking... Why can we not yeah. just do it? Like, ugh. he also apparently is a necromancer. So there's that too. <laughs> uh, so they trade shots, and then Theory grabs Dexter's leg, so he stomps on his hands. Uh, which, again, say what you will about Theory, that fucking selling job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was great ah! uh, Gargano catches him and goes for the one final beat but Loomis claps him uh, he tries again and gets caught in the silence Theory goes up top and Dexter grabs him but Johnny is incredibly late to his spot and he runs up after Dexter has been standing there waiting so Johnny can roll him up and Dexter can chuck Theory over his head mm-hmm. that was some pretty pretty bad mm-hmm. fucking delay on that uh, so Johnny gets the win uh, and then immediately after Theory gets caught by Loomis and, and gets put into the silence, uh, so then Johnny stomps at him to break it up. He goes to grab a chair, but then he gets blasted from behind by Kushida. Kushida takes out, out Theory, um, and then he puts on the hoverboard lock, while Loomis puts the silence onto Theory. Well, Johnny taps out, because fuck having a champion look strong in this company. <laughs> 
that was the thing. I was like, I was like, oh look, a champion actually won a match. And then I was like, oh no, wait, <laughs> no wait, they ruined it. Question. Uh-huh. Why are Kushida and Loomis not a team? Uh, because reasons. <laughs> where, where was Leon Ruff during this whole thing? Like he's in this storyline, and he was just like, you know what, I'm gonna stay back here. He was uh, D'Artagnan in and around. There you go. Maybe him and his, uh, his NXT referee wife were. There you go. Yeah. Kushida grabs Ruff backstage. Gross. Rough riding. Uh, Kushida grabs the North American belt and chucks it onto Johnny. Back from... Uh, in the back now, Blorkin and Don are chased down by Mackenzie Mitchell. I remember her name this time. There you go. Uh, Birch says that Yui still think that they run the place, but they are wrong. And Pete says, Kyle put himself between me and the title, so let's take care of Kyle. So they go to they go to the desk, and Dick says that Wade had an awkward situation as he had to sit between two men. It was a weird way to put that. <laughs> and Wade Barrett's like, "Yeah, I sat down with Timothy Thatcher and Tomasa Champa." So Thatcher said he's cleared. And I'm Tomasa's afraid like, I had to suck dick. Yeah, that's what I was like. I'm like, is he trying to say something with that? Or is he just like really awkwardly fucking transitioning? Because that was weird. Uh, I like. Are you calling me gay, you little twink? (laughs) That that is I I feel like those words have come out of his mouth at some point in time. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, so Thatcher says he's cleared and Tomas is like, what was your injury actually? Uh, that just says creative wanted to wait for a re- uh, pop in ratings, so we're doing this next week. Uh, Champa cuts off Thatcher when he starts to explain what Fight Pit is. Thank you, Champa. Mm-hmm. We already know what it is. We're looking forward to it. Uh, Thatcher says he has no problem with Champa, but Champa came after him. Champa says he takes liberties with his students, and then he calls him a piece of garbage. Uh, Thatcher says, says, a lion doesn't need to look out for a zebra, and Champa is like, I'm not a freaking zebra. Do I look like a zebra? And, uh, yeah. Then uh, Wade Bear is just like, fight pit next week. Oh, you missed it. He said, do I look like a zebra? And Thatcher delivered the line of the fucking segment when he said, no, you look like a man questioning if you've still got it. Oh, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, I, I forgot to put that in there. Yeah. So, yeah, so fight pit next week. Yeah. So potentially Ginger actually gets to watch it. Yeah, no, I'm fucking pumped. This is one I was waiting to see, and uh, I thought this segment was great. I thought the back and forth was good. Both guys' character was was great. I loved the champ and the, you know, really, what's your injury? And and the coyness yeah. of Thatcher, like I'm not going to fucking help you with telling you what I'm what's hurt. And yeah, I, I just yeah. I, yeah, I loved this whole thing. Great, well yeah. done. Very also, well done. Also, I felt like that was sort of meta. Considering that, by all accounts, there wasn't any injury, they just wanted to right, yeah. wait off on this. Yeah, so I think, so I felt like there was that a little bit too. So, uh, Mackenzie's with the Undisputed Era, and of course, the Arrow Boys get it done. And Kyle's going to be out there just to keep the peace. Yeah, I'm sure he's not going to get involved at all. <laughs> I, I love fucking Roddy just looking at him like, keep the peace. Uh. 
And then, like, there was a little exchange. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. It was like he did. He doesn't understand it. He didn't understand what Kyle was saying. <laughs> it's like that is completely on brand for Roddy. Yep. <laughs> Gotta love it. Speaking of Roddy, we whatever happened to his wife? Is she still signed? She didn't get released. I don't think. No, she's still there. What the fuck are they doing with her? That's a good question. Well, hopefully, teaching her how to wrestle. Yeah. But also, yeah, I, I like I like Marina Shafir. All right, ready? Isaiah Swerve Scott arrives wearing an outfit from the new Matrix movie. And Jake Atlas is with him. And they are facing and whoa, MSK. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Get this, though, because Swerve and Atlas, they've mm-hmm. they've had a back and forth. There's one, one, one match, one, one. So what we got is, is, is it's teammates, but they don't get along. Yeah, I know. I don't know if you've heard about this before, but this is this is sort of revolutionary in the business. Because so, usually teammates are friends, buddies, they get along. Other, we're going to take two guys who don't get along and put them in a team. Mm-hmm. Speaking of guys who do get along, though, it's the marijuana smoking kids, MSK. Ah, that's right. Okay. <laughs> Making I don't know if that's actually what it is, but that's what I'm going to think of it that as. Works. Um, or the motherfucking smoking kids could be as well. Wouldn't that be Ladies and gentlemen. No, motherfucker. Eh. If you say it fast enough. Okay. It's Desmond Xavier. I like you only get away with Zach that if you're Samuel Jackson. I guess. It's Desmond Xavier and Zachary Wentz, who now go by the names of Wesley and Nash Carter. But if you are a fan of Impact and PWG, as they're still the champions there, this is the former Rascals. Now, I am hyped as fucking shit. Their music, I enjoyed. I thought it was great. It was fucking high energy. It didn't have a a fucking bong rip at the beginning of it, which kind of sucks. But, hey, you know, what are you going to do? They they had new gear, which I was curious about because most of Dez's... Sorry, Wes's gear says Dez really big around it, so... (laughs) See, this is the problem with me doing the editing tonight is because it is a tremendously appropriate soundboard clip that we could play right now, but it wouldn't come across in the recording. I'll give what you are you talking I'll about? give you a hint. You usually play it for Matt Riddle. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. I definitely have no thing at... Smoke weed every day. Don't have <laughs> something that would go along with that at all. Uh, so Unfortunately, nobody's going to hear that, but... Yeah, well, I heard it, so that was the important <laughs> thing. Uh, so yeah, so Wes Lee and Nash Carter are the the new names that uh, Des and Wentz chose, uh, and MSK, which they don't ever explain what it stands for. You know which they were forced to take. Shut up. Um, so, so yeah, so like I said, it, it, I was incredibly excited. I was a big fan. Obviously, I pick these guys as my favorite independent tag team because they are. I think that their fucking matches are great. They're so high energy. Um, it would have been cool to get all three of them, but I understand Trey Miguel is dealing with you know some personal issues and stuff like that, so I, he didn't want to sign right now. Um, I still hold out hope that he does join them because he obviously would fit right in there. Well, he's sort um, of whatever. broken out a little bit as a singles guy at this point, anyway. So 
Yeah, right at the end there too. Yeah, that was the other thing too. Was once Impact knew that these two, these guys were leaving, they just stopped caring about them. Yeah. So then they were largely just kind of jobbers on their way out, which mm-hmm. sucks. Um, but yeah, so yeah, so they wind up jumping into the ring, and the tag division just got high. Smoke weed. <laughs> <laughs> Nash starts off against Atlas. By the way, Nash looking a little thicker. I've, I I noticed that too. It looked like he like, put on a little weight there. Yeah. Well, now that he's in the P, in the PC, he definitely has access to. He's, he's to borrowing his program. wife's uh, fitness plan, I guess. The probably, yeah. <laughs> uh, in case you don't know, that would be Kimberly is his wife, who apparently is related to his tag team partner. Uh, <laughs> Atlas keeps things super slow to start, and then he hits a back elbow as shit starts picking up. Swerve takes in, and I notice at this point I notice that Swerve has now multicolors in his dreads, and it looks god awful. Uh, Carter backflips out of an arm lock. Uh, Carter then hits a spinning crossbody for two, and West takes in. Lee works over the arm and then gets chucked into the corner. Atlas tags in and chops Lee. Yes, nothing you like, are laughing. Nothing like a couple middle-aged white dudes telling 20-something black dudes what's cool. Yep. <laughs> uh, Lee works over the arm and then gets chucked into the corner. Atlas tags in and chops Lee. Lee elbows Atlas, but then gets grabbed outside by Scott. Lee pushes Scott, but eats... Uh, but then eats a tope by Atlas, and then Carter dives at Scott, and Lee dives off the top ropes to take everybody out. Dick says, these rascals are high-flying, which did kind of pop me. Yeah. I did, like, this This dive to the outside actually looked good, because it wasn't a bunch of dudes standing there waiting for someone to hit him. It was in the middle of all this chaos going on. Uh Lee did sort of over jump on it though because he rolled over the top of the fucking <laughs> announce table on there. But hey, you know, it worked and he gave he a little on fucking, his fucking smile. Feet though. Yeah, and then he like jumped onto it. Yeah, it was weird, but whatever. Uh, back from break and Carter's in the ring with Scott. It's so weird to use their last names because they're so like generic white guy names. Yeah. <laughs> Carter, Scott, Lee. Other than Atlas, obviously. Uh, I feel like they're, they're like they, look, they're they're cool fucking weed smoking kids, mm-hmm. but their names would lead you to believe that they're Civil War generals for the South. Yeah, <laughs> Nash Carter does kind of feel like, and and obviously Wesley uh, Wesley Lee is you know, but again, like I said, it's it's fine, and knowing them, they will most likely shorten it because even in Impact, they were not. You know, Desmond and Maybe. Zachary, they were Des and Wentz. Maybe so. they're weed smoking Civil War, that uh, Civil War general. I'm fine with that. Maybe they're ghosts. West takes in again uh, as Alice gets in. West does a running elbow into the corner and hits a huge back drop kick. Carter back in and they hit the hot fire flame, uh, but Swerve breaks it up. Yeah, they, now, of course, they, 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 that's not their finisher here, I guess. That it sucks. still potentially could be, because know. this was just their first match. Um, also, they didn't 
commentary did not call it the hot fire flame. No. They just called it like a crazy maneuver, of course, because it's missing man commentary from the eighties. Uh, but yeah, this was another point where I'm just like, I was like, say the fucking names of the moves guys. Like if it's not the hot fire flame, they probably have some name for it. Well, they haven't and even like, yet. and even their finisher that they use yeah. later on, they, there's no fucking name for it. Yeah. Um, so again, now the hot fire flame, yeah, was typically their finisher in in Impact, but they did finish matches other ways as well. Mm-hmm. So it's not out of the realm of possibility that it won't eventually be their thing. I was so fucking pumped that they were that they were able to do it, right. you know, because that was fucking good, and that's a good selling point too for the team. Is like put the fucking hot fire flame out there, and people are going to be like, holy shit. <laughs> you, you know what I love too about that move is that they don't always do it the same way. Like I've seen them, one person does it, the one uh, was it. Um... Carter is the one that flips, and Wentz is or not Wentz, Jesus Christ. Uh, then Lee is the one who usually pushes him. Okay, so but they they always like sometimes they do it from the feet, sometimes they do it from above the head. Like they, there's no mm-hmm. like they can they, they work it from both sides, which is nice. Yeah, it's, I've seen him. I've seen him drop kick him too. Yeah. So yeah, there's there's a lot of different ways of yeah, it's it's cool. Um, they work it from both sides like a Brad Maddox video. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Swear in and he sends Carter to the floor. He then Germans Lee, uh, then hits a stalling suplex on him. Atlas gets back in and he hits a kick, then an assisted tilt a whirl, and Scott hits a 450, but Carter breaks it up. Uh, Atlas takes Scott in and they put Wes on the top rope. They attempt a double suplex, but Carter grabs Atlas down. Wes and Swerve both hit the mat, which is a little awkward. Uh, Carter Blind tags in, Scott gets sent to the corner, and he gets poison ronned by Lee. Uh, then they hit a double-team blockbuster for the win. It's like a spinebuster-blockbuster combination! I don't know if you noticed or not, but after they won, the ref stepped on Carter's hair. I didn't catch that. Oh my god, that looked like it hurt so fucking much. Oh, because he lays back, the ref steps, and he goes, <laughs> and you can tell, like, <laughs> I was like, I'm like, oh, I don't have long hair. I've never had long hair, but I could, I, I am sure that that's so, going to fucking hurt. So immediately following this match, Trey Miguel tweeted a video of him, um, and I think it was from their, their farewell thing, uh, him and uh, Wentz, like, embracing, and he gave him a kiss on the cheek or something, so. Nice. So he gave him COVID. <laughs> Trey Miguel still very much keeping eyes on his, his former partner. So hopefully, yeah. And soon. like I said, it, uh, I know that AW was pushing hard for him because that's exactly what they need is more people. Um, Maybe he'll feud with but, Scorpio Sky. Uh, there you go. Or Luther. Yeah. But Luther's yeah, on I, TV more often than Scorpio Sky is. Yeah. yeah sorry. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm really excited to see what MSK does in the future. Like I said, I would love to see them face Green Style in the second round, but most likely Fury and the Fury. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we will see. So, what uh, what was your thoughts on the debut of MSK? I loved it. I, I was a fan of them back in Impact. Um, but I was a fan of them before you were even covering Impact. So I think I I had actually mentioned them to you before you even started mm-hmm. on the show. Um, yep. I had to ask you. Um, their gimmick, yeah. I believe. I think I asked you something about their gimmick. Yeah, they have um, great, great, great personalities. They're very fucking funny, and I hope mm-hmm. WWE um, capitalizes on that and lets them sort of lets that personality come out. This was more about just showcasing their athletic ability 
and they showcase that hardcore in this one. Um, yeah. But I do hope that at some point the personality comes across. And I, like I said, I think they're going straight to the finals. Uh, so I'm, I'm super, super pumped. Well, uh, did you see the picture that they got to take with Triple H and Mac? Yes, of course. And right there, you're just like, yep, that's everything you need to know about them. Mm-hmm. They are, they are those. They're very much like you've seen Harold and Kumar go to White yeah, Castle, right? Yep. They're very much the extreme guys yeah. that follow them around yeah. through the whole movie, you know, yeah. which is great because like they can, they can be like asshole douchebags, right. but you're you're just loving it. Yeah. It's they're very funny, yeah. So they were always a highlight for me, and and there wasn't many of them during Impact. Do, so do you think they'll find a treehouse in Impact in NXT? Uh, I feel like that is something that they could because that, that's the whole thing. Is like, well, that's how many show got away with it. That's how they got around it. Mm-hmm. So, and it's not like we haven't made jokes in reference to Jeff Hardy and Matt Riddle being druggies. So, like RVD was, if they just give him like an RVD esque, like yeah. you know, because that was another thing. I mean, you had you literally had the Godfather walking around saying "Roll a fatty for this pimp daddy." Yeah, and so, so you can do it. Like Road Dog did it too. He did a lot of fucking drug references and shit right. like that. So I feel like, ex- uh, especially right now, where like marijuana, people are starting to realize is not actually a drug. Like it's it, it there's it, it's so much less of a, like an offensive thing now. So I think I think you'd be fine with them. And and if they want to do it that way, that's fine. It's funny, dude. It, they're they're as long as they don't get too much on the comedy and they still get to showcase yeah. that they are like a fucking legit serious fucking threat to the championships i think that they could have a good run and again like we were we were complaining about the tag team division being shallow and now look at it mm-hmm. you know <laughs> so well we're saying that we didn't know we were going to have grizzled young vets back anytime soon or imperial right that's they what, were gone and so yeah yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is we suddenly have fucking three teams, and Everrise now is in the mix too, more more often. So yeah, we have nine teams. Yeah, we have nine teams and sixteen if you well, decide to include them. Hollywood boys are never actually on on the show, so so eight teams. <laughs> the Bollywood boys will will be on the uh, the the India thing, which apparently is not actually going to be a full time series like like I thought. Like or we in originally India. were let's be or in India, no. <laughs> Uh, but it will feature the members of the roster who look Indian enough to be considered it. So here's a Canadian. Here's two U.S. guys. <laughs> God damn it, I got Tatanka. No, 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 Vince, wrong Wrong one. Wrong one, wrong one. So we get told that... I got a hair in my mouth. Some of the teams of the Women's Dusty Cup are Shotzi and Ember, Casey and Caden... Indy and Candice, and Mercedes and Tony Storm? <laughs> so, we got one team that ha- that is a team, has a team name, has been teaming for a long time, Casey and Caden. We knew Shotzi and Ember were thrown... What? What is their team name? Oh, I... I just... I... Uh, it's the Warriors... Um... What is it? They have a name. I just can't fucking remember what it is. Um, where is it? Or at least they did. <laughs> Spitfire Warriors. That's what it is. So they do have a name. Oh, uh, they were the Swallow Fire Warriors. Am I right? Hey-oh. Hey-oh. Uh, 
Indy, Indy and Candace, we knew were going to be in it. They're part of the way. Right. And then the other team that you announce are two people that have never teamed with each other before. As far as we know, they've <laughs> never interacted on the show. Yeah. Mercedes Martinez and Tony Starr. It's like, all right, well, Tony Starr and Mercedes will eliminate Casey and Caden next week. So we'll get that. Xylee okay. <laughs> Lee and Boa are shown with the leader of the hand, not yet named. Uh, and Xylee is in action next. We get a promo from Scarlet and Karrion Cross. Anything to say about the promo? It was not much to it. It was just Scarlet playing chess, and then Cross went TikTok. That's all you really need, though. Xylee is taking on the former Rita Reese, now known as Valentina Forez. If you do not remember Rita Reese, she is one of our flexible, fuckable zombies from a couple weeks ago. Lee slaps Valentina, and Dick's operating system hits some leg before he calls it. <laughs> he asked her a question. He asked fucking Beth Phoenix a question. Lee slaps Valentina as she hits the dirt. They're still talking, and as she's getting back up, then Vic is like, Oh! Oh, God! It was, it was like, are you okay there, dude? He does it all the time. The worst part, the worst time is like, because now you got to remember, Beth isn't there. So mm-hmm. usually, like they toss to her to let her know, like it's her turn to talk, because right. she can't see them and non-verbally communicate. So right. what happens, like sometimes, and this has been the last few weeks, I've noticed it. Like Vic will be like, "And Beth, what do you think?" And then sometimes he's like, "Oh, it's Beth in the middle of talk," and it's like, "No, dude!" Like it's between that and the fact that he needs to call each tag. Yeah. That's something that always bothered me about it. Is like Wade will be telling your story and I'll be like, "Take." <laughs> it's like, dude, you don't have to do that. Like, <laughs> you could let him finish. Like, we can see the tag, and it's just like, and we're like, "Well, I tell you, thirteen years ago, I was checking my tag testicles <laughs> for a lump, and I was happy. Tag, I was happy to see that. And it's like, dude, shut up, Vic, shut up, stop doing that. <laughs> we can see it." Mackenzie's giving him head, and it's just like, oh, this is the best nut ever, and I just... <laughs> Gross. Uh, so Lee kicks Perez and then wins, and it was very clear that they didn't expect this match to be over so soon, because they they were like... Vic and Beth were definitely like building up to something there, and all of a sudden they're like, I, all right, I guess it's over. Uh Karen Kwan, or whatever the fuck her name is at this point, puts her hand up. I mean, if so you Zia look Lee, at what Zia Lee's been doing lately, she's like, oh, and it's over! Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Zaya returns to feel up Valentina and then starts wailing on her tits. Uh, Kwan gives Lee the fist, and she then knees Perez in the face. Quite a showing for the hand job. Yes. Uh, and then the camera zooms in on Kwan's vagina and then goes <laughs> to black. I was like, what a weird transition that was. <laughs> Any relation to Yoshi Kwan? Maybe. Uh, Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter are in the back saying that they are Michelle ready to Kwan? take... Any relation to her? No. No, no. no that's racist. Okay. They're ready to take on How Mercedes. How is it racist? They got the same last name. It's like saying is John Smith related to Mike Smith. That's racist. What the fuck do you mean? <laughs> it's just a joke. Uh... <laughs> 
Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter That's are in the back saying they're ready to take on Mercedes and all that ass. Casey says they will shock the world and no. win the whole thing. No, they won't. I mean, if, no. no, they won't. No. But if they did, that definitely would have rocked the world, but they're not going do you, to. Do you know how many rounds they're going to win in this thing? Zero. That would be that. That would be correct, yep. Yes. Yes. You are cannon fodder. That ass is not getting eliminated in the first round. I'm sorry. No, no. Look, that match is going to be so hot. But that's the last time we're going to see you two for a little bit. And Mercedes will be in there. I like Mercedes. Mm. Not, yeah, I mean. It's kind of Chris Cyborg thing going on. Yeah, I mean, you know, she's she's ripped. She's got a great body to her, but yeah, face wise, she's she's not ugly. No, but she's not exactly like she's she's not a smoke show. Let's put it that way. Not compared to what else is going on down there. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, if you were walking down the street, you'd probably take you'd probably take a second look at her. But if you're walking into WWE, you'd be like, out of my way, bitch. Uh, the hot hotness is over here. <laughs> And especially with fucking story coming up here too, yeah. like, yeah, it, it, it's just going to continue to push the hotness further and further down uh, for everyone else. Uh, Brizango or Sean walking into the ring. Who the fuck the is Aaliyah? Now that I think of it, uh, she has um, visa issues right now. She's working through them. Credit card debt? No, <laughs> like work <laughs> visa issues. She's working through. <laughs> Nice. Um, that's another I'm one of these. I'm super tired at this point. Go ahead. No, it's fine. I get it. Um, yeah, she's she's back in Canada right now. She's trying to get back to Canada because she has to take care of her work visa. was the last we heard from her. Uh, so Brizango and Undisputed Era are both shown walking around in the back, and it is main event time. But first, back from break, and Atlas and Swerve are fighting. Oh, what do you know? Brunson Reed are partners that don't yes. get along. Well, now they're not tag team partners anymore because they've been eliminated. And Bronson Reed gets in between them, so they're not even feuding anymore, apparently, because now Bronson Reed is going to feud for Swerve. <laughs> like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> what a, a random fucking event to occur. See, Jake Atlas should have gone to AEW. He'd be a main eventer. Yeah, he wouldn't be. <laughs> Jake Atlas would be Sonny Kiss's partner and not on TV. Which, by the way... Sonny Kiss is injured, though. No, he's not. He's <laughs> legit... <laughs> That's one of my favorite. Like, oh, AEW is so open about the thing. And Tony Schiavone, oh, Sonny Kiss was injured. And Sonny Kiss is like, the fuck I am, dude. <laughs> like, no, I'm not. I'm fine. It's so weird, dude. It's It has gotten to that point now where it's just like, Sean oh, Spears so... also injured. Scorpio Apparently, Sky yeah. injured. Luch- well, Scorpio Sky is busy doing podcasts now. Luchasaurus so. injured. Yep. Cole and Breeze start things off. A couple of standing switches, and both men can't get an advantage. So Roddy and Dango take in, and Roddy starts working the arm. Spinning heel kick from Dango leads to a two as we go to break. We come back from break, and Breeze gets a two. Wade says that Breeze is so committed to this uh, event that he even has the Dusty Rhodes polka dots on his back. I like I like I laughed at that. I don't know why he continues to schedule his cupping sessions around what he's got to record because uh, you think that you would want those to be gone. Yeah, but it is very distracting that they're there. Uh, Cole drops. No, that was definitely fucking Barrett ribbing him too. That was the best part of it. That's that's why I put it yeah. down. I was like, I'm like, oh my god, because you because I've seen enough of Tyler Breeze on. Uh, up, up, down, down to know that he is that type of guy who was 
once he once he listens to that back, he's going to crack up laughing and at it. He was there with Barrett when he was coming up through the system. So, yeah, Barrett actually says that like him, him and uh, and Dango too. Yep. We're all all around that same fucking area, and the only reason. Yeah, the only reason that they weren't part of Nexus was because they weren't established at that point, because it was fucking Mike Dalton yeah. and Johnny Curtis at that time. So, um, Whatever Cole happened to dropped... that, I've got a beard guy. What? You remember when they did the NXT show and it was like, cut a promo, and the guy's like, cut a promo on beards. He's like, I've got a beard it's, I don't even. I have no no recollection of what you're talking about or who you're talking about. Right, so, oh, never mind. I, <laughs> sorry, I don't. I don't remember the. You, see, you you pivoted for me, which already threw me off because you were talking about the like reality show version of NXT and not NXT. But yeah, I don't. You're looking up. That's fine. Cole drops Breeze and Strong and Dango both take in. Uh, they battle it out before Strong closes him and then hits a backbreaker. He then pops Breeze in the mouth three times off the ropes, and then drops Motherfucker A onto Motherfucker B for a two. Eli Cottonwood. It was a mustache. Sorry, mustache promo. That's what it was. Oh, he was supposed to be in the um, the Wyatt family, and then they they kicked him out in favor of Rowan instead. Okay. Because he was he was in their promos for a little bit when in in Bray's promos it was him and Luke and. Chris Christopherson's kid, I want to say, was also one of the other ones, and they, they booted him, too, before they settled on that. Yeah, I remember him. I don't remember that promo, but I remember him. Uh, knees to the midsection, followed up by a kick by Cole, leads to a two. Cole misses on the last shot, and Dango takes Breeze in. Cole kicks his fucking face off. A backstabber leads to two for Breeze. Then Breeze kicks strong, and then sends Cole into Dango. Dango drops Cole. And Breeze attempts an unprettier, but Strong gets in, so he has to take care of him. Cole hits the bro kick, but then eats a clothesline from Dango. It's, it's only a bro kick when Sheamus does it. It's a bicycle <laughs> kick here. Pump kick is what yeah, Fick calls it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Blorkin and Don arrive, and they start wailing on Kyle O'Reilly. They set up Kyle in order to break his jaw further, because apparently Kyle's jaw isn't broken. It's the bone has shifted the, is the tmj injury the yeah i guess the the, the tj max injury Too much jizz. yep uh there you go there's your episode title uh the ref oh no sorry uh finn balor arrives then uh and somehow this match has not been called off despite the fact that the ref is literally standing there watching all of this occur on the outside well none of the people not in the match have have physically assaulted the people in the match yeah, like that. Like that has been a steadfast rule. Uh, <laughs> Dunn decimates O'Reilly's face, and Cole realizes what is happening, and Breeze superkicks him. Strong gets dumped outside, and Cole goes for the Panama Sunrise, but Dango backdrops him. He goes up top for a flying nothing, and Cole superkicks him, and they win. So he was going for his leg drop, um, but <laughs> that superkick was stiff. Yes, it was. He got him flush in the side of the face, and Dango just collapsed. I was yeah. like, dude, how's your concussion? Yep. Ugh. So, first off, Cole and Strong win despite all of that going on in the outside, which sort of bothered me, because just eliminate him now, and then you can set up 
them having their match, so then the winner can then take them on later. Don't get them versus Grizzled Young Vets in the semifinals. I get that, but then we get Brizong versus Grizzled Young Vets, maybe. I'd rather see Colin. I know, but again, like I said, I just I don't want to see Colin Strong win it. But we go off the air with Blorkin and Dunn standing tall as Yui and Finn are laid out. But because Yui won the match, it's their music playing yeah. while we're watching Blorkin and Dunn celebrate. The whole thing was fucking weird to end off the show. <laughs> and Finn's just sort of sitting on the ground by himself, staring up. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Weird, weird ending. Very weird ending. Um, so, thoughts on that match? Um, it was better than I actually thought it would be, for sure. I mean, I knew it would be solid, but uh, I got pretty into it at certain points. Um, like I said, that super kick was just ridiculous. Um, I, I love both of these teams as a unit. I wish that they were facing one of the throwaway teams so they could all advance past first round. Yeah. Um, yeah, and the first round continues on uh, 205 Live this week. What? <laughs> the first round of the Dusties continuing on 205 Live. So August Gray and Kurt Stallion versus the Furry and the Fury will be on 205 Live on Friday night. Why? I don't know. <laughs> That's what they're doing. That was not the one I thought you were going to say. I figured you were going to say the one that features four fucking 205 Live guys. Well, not one that features a 300-pound guy. Yeah, well. But that's happening tomorrow night. Weird. Yeah, or, All right. or tonight, if you're listening to this tomorrow, on Friday. That's true. Whatever day you're listening yeah. to this, Friday night, 205 Live. There you go. Weird. Um, oh, well. Okay. Well, I just... Yeah, it is both. It is Legato Del Fantasma versus Bollywood Boys and Drake Maverick and Killing Dane versus August Green Kurt Stallion. Which, by the way, because it was filmed earlier, it was filmed yesterday, uh, there are spoilers out if you uh, want to see that. So, uh, Well, there you go. I guess uh, I wasn't expecting that. That's really fucking weird, but sure. Whatever. Um, so if you, if you had... Uh, a little bit of time on your hands. Which of these matches would you go back to watch? <sighs> um, if I had to pick, I would probably pick MSK. Just, I, it's it's cool to all. It's always cool to see a debut. They were they were awesome. Match was good. That's where I would go. Okay, I would I would agree. Um, I, I would put the MSK match over the, the end match just because there was so much fuckery on it that it kind of ruined the enjoyment of the match for me in the, in the, the main event. Yeah. Uh, and, and MSK was really good. Um, the only thing with that I will say is that Scott looked a little off his game um, in the MSK match. I, I felt like everyone to, else did really good. He didn't want to be teaming with Atlas. I think that was sort of the yeah. game they were playing up there. Yeah, but it felt a little bit like it was to the detriment of the match overall, just oh. because of the fact that there was some things. But it, it, it was still a really good match. Yeah. Um, now, if you, say, went out and got a Nachos Belgrande from Taco Bell, and you needed to watch a match while taking a terrible Montezuma's Revenge shit that you knew was going to be done in 32 seconds, would you take the time to watch the Zaylee match? I like Zaya in this. I, I like her new <laughs> shit. I like her look. I like everything about what Zaya's doing right now. 
uh, no, the match was fine. There, there wasn't. It wasn't long enough for her to to accidentally break someone's op- or occipital bone or anything like that. So <laughs> and Boa went into the Matrix, and he did. There was two Matrix yeah. references on this episode. <laughs> so um, overall, um, I thought it was an enjoyable episode. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, it. Uh, I. I. It wasn't. Dig the, the dust. Obviously, we're coming off a super episode last week. So yeah. it was, there was going to be a little bit of a come down. You saw it in the ratings too, um, yeah. but you know, ultimately, I thought they put together a solid show. And I always, I, as, as much as I'm critical of the Dusty and and the way they sort of put non teams in there, at the end of the day, I'm always entertained by the tournament every year. So right, yeah, and the have the women having won this this time too. I, like, so I, so the one thing about that is I don't know about running the tournaments concurrent. I, I yeah. sort of thought when the men's Dusty was done, the women's Dusty would start. And I have this weird feeling that this is going to end with NXT Women's Tag Team Champions. Because they have such I mean, a deep women's division. They have, I mean, you got to remember, they haven't called up many women lately. I think we assume Rhea's going. Dakota, I yeah. heard, could be on the move. Um, right. But short of that, they've got a ton. We talked about Skylar's story, but they got a ton of women training at the Performance Center, Capital Wrestling, so what the fuck you want to call it, um, who mm. haven't even been on TV yet. Right. So. And you and you saw, you know, you saw uh, Ferez tonight. Last week you saw um, the forder, former Catalina, Carolina, whatever the fuck she's going by now. Um, you've also got, like you said, Marina Shafir, Jessamyn Duke are still kicking around there. Mm. Um, you've got, Io Shirai wasn't even on this show, right. and she's a champion, so. She had like one little reference of, of Raquel Gonzalez. Was not last week yeah. either. Yeah, so there you definitely do have it, and and they would they would they would book a women's tag team championship far better than the main roster. I would, would. assume so. Yeah, and considering that we got the women the women's tag team championships on NXT what twice once the, once in once, a match. Okay. Once in a match twice twice on TV because yeah. they had they had the other little yeah so it's like it's like. We were kind of expecting that that was going to happen a lot more than that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, why not? Yeah, you've got you've got enough talent for it, and so yeah. And with the with now the fact that they're talking about doing a uh, like an NXT Dark show, you know, for some of the underutilized talent, yeah, you definitely have the the ability to you know use that as like a hey, we're gonna get some get some wins for our women's tag team champions, you know. Have put them into just put two random chicks together with them that are in your your performance center and go from there. All right, anything else to say about this episode? That's gonna do it. All right, well, thank you everybody for listening to the NXT rundown. We will be back again next week for with a fresh slate of shows for all of you. And uh, Jason, Uh, I guess that means we will NXT next week. Bye.